0: in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned.
1: be seated. A very warm welcome to you all to Christchurch this evening, a very special carol service this year, Uh, and welcome to anybody who's watching online as well. Uh, My name is the Reverend Peter Hubbard, I'm the vicar here, and it's my privilege to welcome you. Uh, It's wonderful again to have the Basin Hill Community Choir leading us in song. Uh, They've been practicing hard these last few weeks, and they are very ably conducted and led by John Farrow. The service will flow unannounced and all the words you need for the carols will be there on the screen behind you. Please make sure if you have a mobile, it's either switched off or on mute. That would be wonderful, thank you. Uh, If you need a toilet during the service, then the nearest ones, if you go to the foyer, just on the left facing that direction, Uh, There are people around to guide you as well if you can't find them. In the event of an emergency, we are not uh, planning for one at all or anticipating one. Uh, The fire exits are my air steward thing. The fire exits are there and there and the main door where you came through. Please note there will be short introductions to the Bible readings from myself or Ursula, who is the Associate Minister here, as we go through this service. But let me say a prayer as we begin. Holy Jesus, by being born one of us and lying humbly in a manger, you show us how much God loves the world. Let the light of your love always shine in our hearts until we reach our home in heaven and see you on your throne of glory. Well, I wonder if you are the sort of person who reads the daily newspaper and sometimes wonders where the stories of hope are to be found amongst all the stories of crime, uh, rising costs of living and refugees fleeing war-torn lands. Stories of hope seem few and far between, don't they, in our world today? But there is hope. And that news of wonderful hope and real hope was given to an unknown girl in a little known land over 2,000 years ago. And so our second reading is known as the Annunciation, which basically is a posh way of saying Mary receives some earth-shatteringly important news of awesome hope. She is visited by an angel. Not just any old angel, but... The chief of the angels, the archangel Gabriel. Being an archangel means he is like a field marshal in God's heavenly army of angels. I wonder if you've ever met an angel. I'm guessing probably not. But angels aren't just cute beings that we're used to seeing in our nativity plays. Angels are actually holy and powerful. The name Gabriel means God is great. And I think it's pretty safe to say that Mary, only a teenager at, the, at that time, must have been terrified. Not only is she face to face with the chief of the heavenly armies, the heavenly host of angels. But she is now being told that she, humble and gentle Mary, is not only going to be a mother, but that she will be the mother God has chosen for his own beloved son. This is news of hope. Hope with capital letters. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Listen and be in.
2: In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you.
3: Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be.
2: But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God.
3: I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, lest it be to me according to your words. Then the angel laughed her.
4: We hear Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus. We also hear about Joseph's reaction to the incredible news that Mary had received from the angel. Now I'm sure you're all used to hearing that Mary was a virgin when she conceived Jesus. But that doesn't take away from just how astounding this is. This had never happened before in the whole of history and it was never to be repeated. Imagine for a moment how you might feel if you were Mary or Joseph, or perhaps their parents, hearing that news for the very first time. Shocked, horrified, angry, disbelieving, or perplexed. As you'll hear in the reading, then, it's not at all surprising that Joseph, who is engaged to Mary, is not at all happy that his wife-to-be is pregnant, especially as he knows full well that he is not the father. The reading says that Joseph is a good, upstanding man, and he doesn't want any shame brought on Mary, let alone himself. It goes without saying, perhaps, that Joseph heard this news in a culture that is very different to ours. In Judea 2,000 years ago, Mary's pregnancy outside of marriage would have been an utter scandal. So something pretty amazing needs to take place to convince Joseph that the seemingly impossible has happened, that Mary is telling him the truth, and that he needs to marry Mary as he had intended. Let's listen to our Bible reading and see... What happens next?
5: This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together... She was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, "'Joseph, son of David,' The name, Jesus.
1: remember the time our first child was born. It was a momentous occasion. There was a lot to do, a lot to learn, and a lot to remember. I wanted to tell the world, but at the same time I was fiercely protective. My house was my sanctuary. Only the closest family members or friends were allowed to visit and with very short time slots. I don't know how I would have coped if I was in Joseph's shoes when God invited some rather suspect characters to gatecrash that first night of family bonding. In the readings you're about to hear, you'll find out that it is lowly and humble shepherds who are the first to visit the newborn king. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I don't know if they knocked first, if they crept in on tiptoes, or burst in singing the angel's song. But the baby's first visitors were shepherds. And how did Mary and Joseph react? Well, they welcomed them. They told them everything they knew. They included them. How surprising and significant and hope filled that God handpicked lowly, unpretentious shepherds to hear, to first hear the joyous news. It's a boy, and he's the Messiah.
6: there were shepherds <clears throat> living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch
4: over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified.
7: But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people." Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger.
4: Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, (coughs) Glory
6: Glory to to God God in in the highest.
7: And And on earth earth, peace peace to to men on whom his his favour rests.
3: to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened which the Lord
4: has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them.
3: But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart.
4: You might have heard the question asked What would have happened if it had been three wise women instead of three wise men? The answer, of course, goes something like this They would have asked directions, (laughs) they would have arrived on time, they would have helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stable, brought practical gifts. And there would, of course, now be peace on earth. Well, this may or may not be the case, but Matthew tells us that three magi, or wise men, travel a very long way to visit a baby. Again, it's remarkable, isn't it? Why would they do that? It only makes sense if they knew that this baby was in fact the long-promised Messiah. And again, it's a very familiar story. In fact, it's one that is often pictured in nativity scenes and plays the world over, with three wise men (laughs) arriving on camels and presenting the Christ child with their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. The gifts in themselves are significant in terms of what they represent about Jesus' kingship, Jesus' divinity, and Jesus' death. But don't miss the real significance of the reading. Its importance lies in the fact that these Magi are again outsiders. They are visitors from far-off lands. They know of the prophecy. They see the alignment of the stars. They recognise the colossal significance of this moment in history... And they come with one purpose, to worship the newborn king, Jesus. Let's hear now how Matthew describes their visit.
6: He asked them where this messiah was to be born.
7: "'In Bethlehem in Judea,' they replied, "'for this is what the prophet has written. "'But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, "'are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, "'for out of you will come a ruler "'who will shepherd my people, Israel.'
6: "'Then Herod called the Magi secretly "'and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared.'
1: Evening, so I will be brief. I just want to lay a challenge at the door of your heart and your soul tonight. Amidst all these wonderful carols we've been singing, uh, amidst the tinsel on the tree, the lights, the festivities, it's good to have a moment just to pause and think about what or who this is all about. And I want to say, loud and clear, this is all about Jesus. This is all for him. This is for his glory. Yes, we're celebrating this evening that Jesus, the Son of God, was born as a baby into our world. Our world of mess and danger and chaos and yes, beauty and wonder and laughter too. Let me put it to you like this. Whenever I take, or we take, the Christmas boxes out of the loft or the cupboard where it's stored, I always find myself faced with a heap of crushed decorations, a smashed bauble or two, and a tangle of fairy lights. Before any of us can start decorating, I have to deal with a mess. If only I'd been better prepared. And you see, the very first Christmas story begins with a huge mess to sort out. The Bible says, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Now, you may not see it in your average nativity play, but the Christmas story starts with a tangle of harrowing human drama. Suspicion. Divorce, adultery, a death sentence, shame, disgrace, poverty, exclusion. God chose to take sanctuary in Mary's womb not because she was perfectly placed, but because she was just like us, stuck in a whirlwind of chaos and trauma. God wanted to show the world. That he could take that mess and make something extraordinary happen. Now, whatever mess our homes and our lives may be in, are we willing to open the door of our hearts and let people see how God makes extraordinary things happen in our lives? And that's my prayer for you tonight. Jesus loves you. Each and every one he loves. He loves us so much that he died on the cross for us. And he is alive. He's alive forevermore. And he longs to meet you. And to show you that his love and his peace can be real in your hearts. If you want to find out more about what that means, let me invite you to uh, have a chat with me or Ursula after the service. We'd love to have a chat with you. But let's pray now. Father, thank you that you gave Jesus to the world. Thank you that Jesus, you are alive and that you reign over the world now. Thank you that we can meet you Thank you that we can accept you in our hearts. Thank you that you give us your peace and your love. Peace that passes all understanding. Thank you that you keep on loving us when we ignore you. And that you will love us to the end and beyond. Thank you that we can be your friends. Thank you that we can know you as we are fully known. We thank you in the name of Jesus, the one born at Christmas for us. Amen. And so I'm going to uh, hand over to Carolyn now, who's going to lead us in some more prayers.
3: We will have a, a short time um, of prayers for others. The response to loving Lord Jesus is hear our prayer. Loving Lord Jesus, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Jesus, whose mother was Mary, we pray in our hearts for all those who are part of our families. Loving Lord Jesus, hear our prayer. Jesus, cradled in a manger, we pray in our hearts for the homeless, for the refugees, for the migrants on perilous journeys. Loving Lord Jesus. Hear our prayer. Jesus, sharing the stable with the animals, we pray in our hearts for the well being of your creation and of your creatures. Loving Lord Jesus, hear our prayer. Jesus, worshipped by shepherds and by kings, we pray in our hearts for the nations of the world, the many races and peoples within those nations, and for their leaders. Loving Lord Jesus, hear our prayer. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. We pray in our hearts for those who we know who need you to be with them and who need a special healing blessing on them at this time. Loving Lord Jesus,
0: hear our prayer.
3: Jesus, Saviour, Child of Mary, You know us and love us. You share our lives and hear all the prayers of our hearts. Glory to you forever. Amen. Let us say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name.
2: Your kingdom
3: come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven.
1: Before we sing our final carol, uh, just a few things to say. Firstly, a huge thanks to John and the community choir. Let's give them a big, big round of applause. Playing a piano as well. <laughs> thank you. Uh, a big thanks, a uh, huge thanks to the team who set up the church for this evening uh, for this carol service, especially the technical side. I can't see him, I know he's over there, Aidan. Uh, let's give Aidan a big round of applause. Of you. Uh, thank you also to all those who have read our Bible readings. Thank you to Ursa. Uh, for stepping in uh, and uh, doing the Bible introductions uh, for Debbie. And also thank you to Carolyn for your prayers as well. Uh, All donations today, if you'd like to give, uh, will go towards our children's and families outreach work here in the village. And there's a basket as you go out, just uh, there towards the doors as you go out. Uh, Thank you in advance for anything that you give. Much appreciated. And John on the oh yes, thank you. Yes, a round of applause for John on the organist. <laughs> I knew I missed somebody out. Uh, we're serving worldwide wine and mince pies after the service. Do uh, go through to the hall, uh, keep going, and you'll find it. And it'd uh, be lovely if you could stay and have a chat with us afterwards. As you go tonight, uh, those who are on the doors hopefully are going to be giving you one of these magazines called Hope. Uh, uh, This is the brand new edition. Uh, It's got lots of lovely articles in it, one about the Queen and other things as well going on in there. So do grab that and uh, lots of stories about uh, the hope of Jesus in our world today. We have our family nativity service here on Christmas Eve at 4 p.m., uh, our midnight community service is on Christmas Eve at 11.15pm. And our Christmas Day service uh, on Sunday coming is at 10am. You are welcome at any or all of those services. But now, let's have our final May the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be yours this Christmas, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and keep you now and always. Amen.